Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston sits down for a conversation with a couple of Heartlight's teens. For the past two decades, Heartlight has become the country's premier residential counseling center and boarding school for struggling teens. Founded in 1998 by Mark Gregston and his wife, Jan, Heartlight is a program that not only modifies behavior, but one that seeks to offer a unique transformative journey through a relational experience that offers counseling, small group therapy, academics, and activities. We hope you find encouragement as you listen to these stories today. Well, Haley, thanks for being a part of the program today. Tell me a little bit about yourself. I mean, you're living here at Heartlight, where we have 60 kids that come from all over the country and spend some time with us, but what got you to Heartlight? Um, well... After I found out that my mom was in jail for life for murdering a couple people. Um, whoa, whoa. I mean, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> how, do, how do you find that out? I mean, did somebody tell you or is well, it, uh, did you just kind of discover that? Or? Yeah, well, my pastor at the church that my parents attend to told me just because like I was constantly like pushing my parents away and telling them that they're not my parents and that whenever I was 18, I'm not going to have any contact with them and things like that because I was just so used to people leaving. Wow. So they weren't going to leave me. I was just going to push them away. Wow. And they just got fed up, so they told me about that. Okay. When you found that out, what did that do to you? Well, I pretended everything was okay for like a month and then... um, I just I just became really depressed one day and yeah. I started cutting and I was just in and out of hospitals like psychiatric hospitals. Wow. And I was on a whole bunch of different kind of medications and things like that and my parents just thought I needed a long-term program so they sent me here. Wow. Okay, so I mean, do you think the the thing about your mom caused it because if you when you didn't know things were still weren't that good, they were spinning out of control a little bit. Were you living with your parents now, the parents that you have now, were you living with them? Yeah, um, I was living with my adoptive parents. Wow. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't think it caused it. I just felt like it kind of added to it. Like, it made it, like, worse because I felt like I had nobody to run to whenever I was 18. Yeah. To, wow. like, get away from that. Okay, so you come to Heartlight and you start working through stuff and get on the other side of a lot of this stuff. Has that been helpful for you? Yeah, I really like Cartlight. I just didn't like the fact that I was in South for five months. <laughs> <laughs> and South, for those people that don't know, uh, when kids come to Heartlight, they go through a, a series of houses, and they start at the house that's at the low end of, of the totem pole, if you will, and, and then they kind of just move up, and they move into nicer houses um, as they take on more responsibility and solve things. So so what would, what would you say is the number one thing that that has changed in you since you've been here? Um, my attitude. Like, I had really bad disrespect problems. Like, at home, if somebody wanted to, like, say something rude to me, I was like, okay, like, do you want to fight? Because, like, you're not wow. going to talk to me like that. But I would talk to people however I wanted to. I would just cuss people out, and I didn't really have any respect for anybody. So. And where did that come from? Was that just feeling, I mean, did you just feel defensive all the time? Yeah, I guess, like, 
I don't know, I was just used to it. Like, whenever I was raised, my mom would always just cuss around me and, like, just things like that, like people getting into fights and um, not respecting each other and well, things like that was just normal. Okay, so how old were you when you were adopted by your current parents? Nine. Nine. So when did your mom go off to prison? Oh, uh, I don't know. Oh. But they knew, like, whenever I got adopted that she was in jail. Yeah. But... I don't know. I just, I never really talked to them about it. Yeah. Ever have any contact with your mom? Um, not since I was eight. Really? Yeah. Really. So do you remember your mom? Oh, yeah. And so you think that upbringing was what kind of caused a lot of stuff to kind of spin out of control? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. So, so, I mean, you worked through a lot of stuff and you're going to be going back home, right? Mm Mm-hmm. What do you want to see different when you get home so that you don't fall back into that old way of relating with people? Well, I want my parents to be able to work with me. Like, at home, my parents were so quick about punishment and not quick about, like, talking to me about things Mm -hmm. and, like, working it out. It's just like, okay, like, if you're going to be disrespectful, you can be grounded. Yeah. Things like that. And, like, I want that to be different, like, where we can sit down and talk about, like, what's really bothering me Yeah. instead of... And do you think when you do sit down and talk about that stuff that it kind of, I mean, it kind of calms things down and and gives an understanding to what's going on? Yeah, I kind of feel like it's the way that you bring it up. Like, me and my parents have had decent conversations about things, but then, like, whenever I come into it angry and things like that, it doesn't work out too well. Yeah, yeah. So what makes you angry the most? Um, Like, what do you mean? Well, when, you know, when you find yourself getting angry that you do something and they correct you about it. But, I mean, what, what makes you so angry? Um, I don't really know. I use anger as, like, a cover-up for a lot of things because whenever I was being raised, like, with my birth mom, the only emotion she would, like, even tolerate, the like, at all was anger. And even then she would just lock us in our rooms for the rest of the day mm-hmm. just because, like, if you show an emotion, like, you're weak. Like, if yeah, you cry, yeah. you're weak. Wow. So I just kind of use that. Like, if I was actually sad or something was actually hurting me, then I would just use it like anger as, oh, like I'm angry because you did this. Yeah. Do you think that gave you kind of power or something that, yeah, strong like bull, you know, kind of thing (laughs) that you just, "Ah, no, don't hurt me. Yeah. It's a way of fending people off. Yeah. People didn't really like, I would have rage and I didn't really. Like, I would just black out, and I couldn't really remember, like, half the things that happened. My mom would be like, oh, you said this, and I was like, "Like, quit lying to me. I didn't say that. You're just trying to get me in more trouble. So it would be that intense that you wouldn't remember it. Well, yeah. I think your adrenaline gets pumping. Yeah. And so, you know, and that's usually a sign that, that, that there's just a lot of stuff there that's coming out. So when you now, I mean, you're calm right now. When you think about, okay, these are the things I get mad about. You ever figured out what what the cause of that anger is? That you go, I know when somebody does this to me, I'm angry or whatever? Um, I feel like a lot of like the causes of my anger are just like feeling like people don't care. Like mm-hmm. the people aren't really there and I just have to like take care of myself and things like that. And it's like it just gets hard to just take care of yourself all the time and not have somebody just to vent to without getting in trouble. So do you think your expectation level is just that you want to be cared for? Yeah. And so when you're disappointed, then you get mad because you're not getting what you want? 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, it 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 sounds simple, but you kind of look at it. And I go, I could see why you would uh, why you would think that way. If you had a mom that locked you in a room and wouldn't spend time with you and wouldn't allow you to, I can see where you would want to connect with people even more. Yeah. So, so what do you think your biggest challenge would be when you get home? Um. Well, like. I'll be changing everything. Like things aren't going to be perfect. Like I'm still going to have issues that like, like arise, and I'm still going to have some of my disrespect issues. Just because like, I mean, just whenever you work on your problems, they don't just go away. But yeah. I think my biggest like concern or whatever would be what my parents would do, like how because I don't really know like what my counselor and stuff talks to mm-hmm. um, them about. So yeah. I don't really yeah. know like what page they'll be on with But me. you want it to be different. Mm-hmm. And if you could change one thing about home, what would that be? Um, the way that people handle, like, their anger and things like that. Because my dad's, like, he gets really, really angry, and he just slams things and throws things across the room, and he, like, yells yeah. really, really loud. And my mom just ignores you or is, like, really petty about things. Yeah, and in that in that funny that anger is the issue that you would change, and yet that's kind of what <laughs> the kind of the issue that you have as well. You yeah. Know? And so maybe that maybe that's where the whole family needs to work on because anger is that emotional response to not getting what you want. So you really want something different, mm-hmm. but it's and and so anger could be a good sign that you want something different. You know. Wow, wow. You love your parents. Yes. <laughs> you think they love you? Yeah. Well, I know they do. I know they do. And I really think you guys will work a lot of this stuff out just because you know that you love one another, and that's pretty important and stuff. Yeah. Cool. Well, look, thanks for being on the program today. <laughs> Thank you. Every parent knows that setting rules and consequences is one of the hardest parts of the job. But lots of parents make it harder than it has to be. Mark Gregston has helped parents all over the country, and now he's put what he's learned into the Developing Rules and Consequences workbook. In it, Mark walks parents through the process of putting together a plan for developing rules and consequences that generate results. In the Developing Rules and Consequences workbook, Mark talks about the importance of setting a small number of specific rules that change the whole atmosphere of your home. Communicating exactly what you want from your team will help you learn how to discourage inappropriate behavior and encourage better decision-making. That means crafting rules with consequences that will make them think twice before they make a decision. The Developing Rules and Consequences workbook will show you how by helping you create a custom plan that works for your home. The hardest part of the job is about to get a little easier. Order the Developing Rules and Consequences workbook by visiting parentingteenresources.org. Noelle, thanks for being a part of the program. You're welcome. Hey, tell me, tell me a little bit about yourself first. How did you end up at Heartlight? What was going on? Kind of tell. I mean, there's like a like a million parents out there listening to this. And uh, I'm looking at a, a young lady that's just a, a jewel, a doll. She's just, I mean, she's this beautiful young lady uh, sitting across. How did you end up at Heartlight? I didn't really listen to my parents very well. Like, it wasn't that I didn't listen all the time. It was just if they told me to do something, sometimes I'd just be like, no, I'm going to do this. Or I, like they'd be like, don't do this. And I'd be like, no, I'm going to do yeah, that. Yeah. Or like, I was just disrespectful. Like, I didn't really do what I was supposed to do a lot. And like, 
I was just kind of stupid sometimes. <laughs> what, what, where do you think that came from? Do you think that's just the way you were wired, that you just are kind of oppositional, or do you think it's just that you wanted your own way? I mean, I think a lot of it was, like, I just kind of, like, wanted what I wanted, and, like, yeah. I mean, it wasn't that I was, like, necessarily selfish. It was just I didn't really always, like, think through things before I did them sometimes. Like, it was, I so I just kind of did things. And like what? If my parents, even, like, little things, like, like, chores or something, my parents would be like, do this chore, and I was like, no, I don't feel like it. Or I'd be like, I'll do it later, and they're like, no, do it now, and I'm like, no. One time my mom left the house, and she was like, don't leave the house. I was like, okay, then I left. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so, like, well, was it trying to prove something to them, or you just wanted them to know, hey, I can, I know how to take care of myself? I mean... Kinda, I feel like, because it was like, sometimes I felt like, it wasn't that my parents were super strict, but sometimes they were, I felt like it was like, kind of like, there were too many rules, because like, people I knew didn't really have that many rules, and I was like, I don't want rules, so I would just kind of like, okay, well, if my friends are doing this, like, I can do this too. Yeah. I did have like, some problems with my dad, so like, I think that that caused me to like, the hurts and stuff from that, I think caused me to and more hard to deal with. Did you become more independent? Yeah, I feel like in a way, because like while he was still living in the house, like I would just disrespect him a lot and like do things to like, almost like on purpose kind of, I feel like just because of like everything he did, I was just kind of like, well, I'm going to do this now. So mom and dad got a divorce? Yeah, my parents are divorced. Yeah. And and so do you think that affected you a lot to kind of turn you inward? Um, no. Well, I think it affected me because like it changed things. Like while I've been here, like we've had to move houses and stuff. So it changed stuff like that. I wasn't like super upset about the divorce because like I didn't particularly like want to live with my dad because like we've just like had a lot of problems and like I was just kind of like happier like with my mom and my brothers like when he wasn't there. Mm. So like it wasn't like I was upset they got a divorce like that he wasn't in the house anymore because he hadn't been in the house for a while anyway. It was just more like it just changed like the dynamic and like it changed like the way my life was kind of. So it did affect me. So what age were you when he left? Um, well... I mean, he didn't necessarily, like, leave my mom, like, because they got, like, a separation, kind of, and, like, my mom was, like, okay, like, you're going to leave the house, yeah. and so, like, that was the first time it happened. I was 11, and then that lasted for a few months. He came back. They were going to try to work things out, and then they just ended up not being able to work things out, so when I was, like, 12, like, end of 12, maybe beginning when I was 13, he left again, like, well, my mom, like, told him like she wanted a separation yeah, and yeah. then like he left and then they just ended up like getting a divorce after that. And I kind of yeah. knew that was going to happen. Well, here's what I wonder. You know, I wonder if, if you say that you turned inward and it was kind of like, okay, I, I've got to take care of myself. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to be who I want to be. I'm not going to listen to other people. It's, that comes from somewhere. I mean, there's, because I, it may be that maybe you weren't provided for in a way and you had to turn inward. You know, it's kind of like, um, if I don't have a relationship with somebody, then I'll take care of my relationship needs somewhere else. Do you think that was happening with you? Yeah, I think that's kind of what happened because I didn't really like, it wasn't that after everything that happened to my dad, I didn't want to talk to him. So like, I wouldn't talk to him. Like before I came here, there was like a few months at a time, like I didn't talk to him. And yeah, like, yeah. I think it was like, it wasn't that he didn't try. It was, I didn't want to have a relationship with him. So it was like, since I didn't have a father figure that I considered like a father figure, like I just kind of like, I don't really have a dad in my opinion. So like, cause my mom thinks like, my mom's a really good parent. Like we, it's always been good with my mom, except whenever I was being disrespectful. But I think yeah. in a way I might've taken out some of the stuff with my dad on my mom, even though she didn't deserve it. Like I might've yeah. been disrespectful to her because of like stuff with my dad. Cause yeah. he wasn't there for me to like take it out on him. Well, you know, there isn't a person out there that wouldn't tell you that divorce is terrible. I mean, it's, I wouldn't wish a divorce on my worst enemy, you know I mean? And it, I think it's just tough because it affects kids, you know, in some yeah. way. So if you had to describe yourself, you know, before you came to Heartlight, 
What words would you use to describe yourself? Um, I think I was, I have, I know I've always like had a good heart. So like, I think I'm like a nice person, but it's like, I wasn't showing it a lot. Like I kind of was just like closing myself off. I didn't really trust people. Untrusting, like I have trust issues. So like, I would just kind of like close myself off. So I think on the surface, it looked like I'm untrusting and wasn't maybe like the nicest person, but like I really am. It's just, I had like been hurt so much. I was just kind of closing myself off like from a lot of people. Do you think you get misread a lot of times? Yeah, definitely. Like a lot of times people like think something about me and then like, it's really not how I am. It's just the way I like am perceived or the way like I act because of other things like to protect myself or like to. Yeah. Yeah. So do you feel like people don't get the full story? about you? Yeah, because it's not just like sometimes I feel like people don't ask for it. They just make assumptions, but it's also sometimes I don't give the full story because I don't trust people. So I just am like, well, if that's what you think, then. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it's kind of interesting because it's because that it isolates you more, but it keeps you from the relationships that I think that you really long to have. Yeah. And that's true. Because like before I came here, like I definitely had friends and stuff and like I had a boyfriend, like I had friends, but it was just, I would isolate myself sometimes from the people that cared about me like the most, not isolate myself, but I would just kind of like block them out sometimes or like be rude to them, whatever. Like, I think because I was like, so like hurt, but I just didn't really want to deal with it. So I was just kind of like, well, I'm just going to talk to people that don't really like know as much about me. Like, if that makes sense. So what would other people, what words would they use to describe you? I mean, I think they would say, I think it was, I think a lot of people knew, like, even if I didn't tell them that like, I had, like, I was hurt like I had had like a lot of things like had happened in my life didn't really have like a father figure but like I feel like they would probably say like I am like nice but like I feel like some people like would say they don't think I'm like very nice like a lot of people would be like oh well like you're this or I feel like you're that and I would just I know that's not how I am but it's just like sometimes I came across that way how was middle school for you um it wasn't horrible like it was pretty good overall I mean I feel like it could have been better, like, maybe not necessarily come to Heartlight earlier, just, like, had I, like, had more help with, like, certain things, because, like, I just maybe wasn't, like, the. I mean, I definitely wasn't the best I could be in a lot of ways, so, I mean. I think middle school is tough on everybody. You know, I think think it's a tough couple of years on most people, and so, especially if your family's going through a divorce and and all that, then it kind of compounds it just a little bit. Yeah, I think I was, like, going through a lot of stuff a lot of people didn't really know about necessarily, like, at my school or just, like, people I knew didn't really know about it. So, like, they thought maybe I was just acting, like, however I was acting just because, but, like, I really was going through a lot. I just didn't really tell people. So, so did you hard. feel like you were missed most of the time, that people were just missing your heart? Yeah, I mean, but it was kind of partially my fault because I wouldn't really, like, put it out there. But well, it was when, you're, also... when you're hurt, you, you pull in. Yeah. You know, and then... And but it but you don't want to get hurt more by other people if you're not trusting either. So yeah, I so, can get that. Yeah, I was scared of getting hurt. Well, okay. So the the million dollar question: <laughs> If you wouldn't have come to Heartlight, where do you think you would be? I know, like, there's a lot of people who are like, well, if I didn't come to Heartlight, like, I don't think I'd be alive. I don't feel like that because like, it was I wasn't really doing anything that would have yeah, like been yeah. like that. But I feel like I just would have been in a similar place I was before, like, but not, it was not a good place. I feel like I would have been, like, still, like, not have, like, the best relationships like with my family, like, still just doing things, like, that I shouldn't have been doing, or, like, just not, like, realizing kind of what I was doing, like, still not treating, like, my family as good as I could be, still not, yeah. like, dealing with things that I, sh- like, would help me a lot to deal with because I've dealt with a lot of stuff here. So, like, had I not done that, I think I would have just been still pretty hurt and, like, things probably would have gone downhill more, like, yeah. just with everything. Yeah, unresolved conflict has an amazing way of getting bigger in the days ahead, doesn't it? 
Yeah, definitely. If it's like not resolved, it's yeah. not good. And how old are you? Uh, I'm 14. You see, and that and that's the neat thing is that look at the years ahead of you, how much time you're going to have, you know, before you get married, before you go to college, before you do all those things. I go, you know, there's a lot of people that are here that are 17, 18 years old. And I mean, life's going to hit them in the face pretty quick. And so you've kind of jumped out of a lot of this mess early. So that's a good thing. Yeah, I think it is really good. I mean, I was like really upset coming here just because like, I mean, I was kind of shocked. Yeah. I, but like I did realize it definitely has helped me. And like, I feel like it's good that I have dealt with a lot of things that I've dealt with. So that way, whenever I do go home, like I can have better relationships. I can actually like be the best person I can be and like be myself more yeah. and like actually show my heart. And I don't know, just like, I think things will be better whenever cool. I go home. Cool. Yeah. Hey, Noel, thanks for being a part of the program. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit parentingtodaysteens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit heartlightministries.org. If this podcast has been helpful in your life and family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.